Hello and welcome to the ME7 podcast. The season is nearly upon us. We're just two days away until the opening campaign of the 23-24 season as the Jewels travel to Stockport County and, uh, and, and up to Edgeley Park um, to a full house, it seems. Um, nearly a sellout at Edgeley Park this Saturday with, um, yeah, I think it's nearly 700 Jewels fans going up as well. Um, yeah, tonight I'm joined by Owen Reese and I mean, Reese, Luke, and Matt. Um, yeah, we've got quite a few speakers tonight, which is good. Um, yeah, we'll start with we'll start with Owen then, because um, he's the the first one on the section. Uh, Owen, how are you, mate? I, I sound a lot better than you do. You sound really ill. No, I'm just tired. Very tired. Oh, I thought really you were like bung, I thought you were like bunged up or something. No, 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 no. very tired. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Excited. It's you know the off season always seems to take longer than you think it actually does because all you want is your regular routine of uh, Saturday, Tuesday football back and thankfully we've only got a couple more days to, well, one full day to go until we're, until we're back at it again. Yeah, Reese, how are you? Yeah, good mate, like like I'm in, ex- excited for Saturday, not not so excited for the 8am train, but I'm sure once I meet Owen and, and we get going, we'll be, we'll be right up for it and positive as ever going into the opening game of the season. Good, Luke, feel the same? Yeah, very well. Very uh, not as as positive, but uh, yeah, uh, very much looking forward to the uh, the season being back and getting back into the uh, getting back into the swing of things. Uh, yeah, last but not least, Matt. Yay, football's back! <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, it's the one. It's the one thing. Obviously, yeah, like like I said, it, it seems like it takes forever the the off season, but just for it to be back this weekend, I can't wait. Okay. Um... Yeah, let's start at the start of the week then. Um, yeah, the news the news come out about Will Wright joining Crawley um, on a permanent basis. I mean, surprised, not surprised. Yeah, what do you, what do you think? Um, I'm not surprised he's gone. I'm surprised that it's a permanent deal and not a loan deal. I thought maybe it would have made a bit more sense for him to go out for the season and get a bit more regular game time in the EFL, obviously. He's gonna have a. He would have had a big task to get into the starting eleven for us, especially given the players we've got in that position as of right now, and the players who can play in that position as well. So I think he would have found it really tough. So from his point of view, I can completely understand why he'd he'd want to look at it and think, well, if I'm not gonna get game time here, I need to go somewhere and do it. Which, you know, he's gonna go and do it cruelly. Um, they're terrible, so he's probably gonna walk straight into their team all the fault. Um, but yeah, the only issue, well, not issue, but. The only surprise that it isn't a loan deal. I thought it would have made more sense for him to go out and play first team football in the football league, and then maybe if his if he has a good season, we have something to think about next year. But I suppose perhaps he's he's thinking in his own long term of his career. You know that if he wants to maintain his, his status as an EFL defender or regular, he, he needs to go out and play regular games in his division and show what he can do. And in that sense, even though I think Crawley are going to go down with or without him anyway, if he has a good season individually, it might be enough to keep him in the division the year after if someone else wants to take a look at him. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, you know, without sounding harsh, I'm not particularly bothered about it, to be honest. I think our other defenders, central defenders, are significantly better than Will with all due respect. So it's not, you know, it's not outgoing that I'm going to lose any sleep over, but by no means do I wish him any bad luck or anything like that. I hope he does well. But unfortunately, 
as I said, the club is going into. I, don't, I think with or without, we're all right there. Their future's pretty much sealed before balls have been kicked. Yeah, Reese, how do you feel about it? Yeah, very much the same as Owen, really. Um, obviously, the fans forum have us alluded to the fact that someone might be going out. Um, I think a lot of people probably assumed it would be Will. Um, but like Owen says, I think the expectation was that it'd probably be a loan. Um, I'd, I'd have thought this has been probably more initiated by him than the football club anyway. He's obviously looked at the situation and, and realised that he's going to be fourth choice centre-back and he's he's not willing to settle for that, which is absolutely fine. You know, he, he, he's a professional footballer. He wants to be the best he can be in his career. And he obviously feels like a change of scenery is best for him. So like Owen says, you know, there's no ill feeling towards him whilst... Yeah, you know, he made a couple of mistakes at times last season. I don't think he really let us down too badly. He was okay. Um, his, his set pieces were were a weapon that you know there might be times that we miss that. Um, but no, I wish him really, really well. Um, like Owen says, I don't think he's going to have any problems getting into the Crawley team at the moment. Um, and yeah, hope hopefully he does well. Apart from the two games we play against him, obviously one being very, very soon. Yeah, wish him well. No problems against Will at all. Yeah, Luke. As the two boys say, um, he was never going to get in, was he? He was. He was. He was at the bottom of a, a very big pecking order, and even then, there was there was probably a few others ahead of him before he was even going to get a kick. Yeah, I, I think the problem with Will as well is that I don't actually think we know where his best position is. Um, for me, I don't think he's he gets bullied far too easily. Um, as a centre half, we've obviously seen him filling at right back as well, and. I think there might be cases for him to be looking at kind of dripping into midfield as like a CDM, but I don't really think it be, he even, well, obviously Neil didn't know where his best position was, I don't think, and I say he's uh, fallen right back down the, the pecking order with obviously OG signing as well, and obviously the game that he had at Dartford, you can see he's a cut above Will, but um, yeah, quite surprised. I thought he could have gone, if he wasn't going to go out on loan to a lower league, League Two team, I thought he might have gone back to Dagenham online potentially, but um, obviously that didn't materialise. But yeah, fair play to him. He needs to find his football, but I think he needs to find where his best position on a football pitch is because I don't think it's at centre-half, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, OK. Um, yeah, obviously, some so before we get on to the inevitable that everyone is, is speaking about at the moment, um, about the McCauley-Bond situation, we'll speak about that in a bit. Um, more news come out today about about Sean Williams um, announced as club captain. Um, Matt, I appreciate you driving back, but um, yeah, Matt, give us your give us your thoughts on on Sean being being club captain. I think he's, yeah, I think he's the the, the perfect pick uh, to be the club captain. I think Maxime are uh, Maxime is the uh, vice captain as well. I, I think they're two strong picks for the t- uh, for the team. Um, yeah, I. I Obviously, he kind of took over the role last season, uh, which uh, Keith obviously wasn't getting in the team. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's a perfect uh, the role for him at the club, and and I, I think he's uh, sort of going to be the perfect Gillingham captain. Owen, go along with that. Yeah, I think it's I think it's probably the logical choice. Um, you know, club captain behind the scenes doesn't always mean that you're going to play every game, as we obviously saw with Stewie last year. Harris suspected Stewie took everything he said into account, even though he wasn't playing every game or, or any game really past January but I think with Sean his decision has been made because it's someone who's 
experience. He's been there, done it. He knows how to win promotions. He's got that determination. That he can galvanise a group. He can lean on his individual experiences to pass on to the group. And although I don't think he's going to play as many games as last year, just because nature of his age and things like that, I think he will be probably the perfect man to have as a as a club captain to be behind the scenes. He's not playing, obviously, lead on the pitch as well. But I think it's. I think people just are naturally attracted to leaders. So even if you don't have the armband around your arm, you can still make yourself known as a natural leader on the pitch and people will gravitate towards you regardless. So I think, you know, we've got a few of those in, in the book already. I think Max is better now as a leader than he was certainly in the AD Pennock era. I think Conor Masterson's going to probably be Williams' successor as the man who takes the armband. Then you've got other players who have vast experience as well and the likes of Johnny Williams, etc. So I think it's a, it's a good balance. But I think overall... Um, Willow is probably the the ideal choice and candidate for the position. Yeah, Reese. Um, yeah, obviously we've 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 seen Sean um, take up the take up the armband. Um, yeah, sort of a, a lot. Um, certainly, second half of the season when the week he wasn't decided. Max obviously obviously took it up. Um, I'm not surprised because obviously he's the older head in the group. Um, what a little bit I'm surprised at a little bit is that will he play? Will he play every week this season? Will he play most weeks? But but then I guess um, yeah, I suppose Harris is looking for, looking for the most experienced one in that change room, and Sean is that, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, I think I think Williams will play more games than not. Um... He might miss out a few more than he did last season, just naturally because he's a year further down the line. Um, but Harris has obviously looked at it and he just sided with continuity where he had it for pretty much all of the second half of last season. And, you know, the team did well. He did well in his own role. Because obviously, if you're giving a captaincy to someone, to someone new, because I think I said to you last week that I'd have gone in a different direction with it and I'd have given it to Masterson. Um, obviously, you know he's always going to play, but... Obviously, where he'd be quite a young captain, you never know what kind of impact that could have on someone's performances. Because Owen mentions that Aim has sort of grown into the role better nowadays, whereas when he was actually our captain a few years back, obviously at a younger age, I don't think it really suited him at the time. Whereas obviously Harris can obviously trust that with Williams at the age he is, the experience he has, that he can he can take that role on, and it's not going to weigh heavy on his shoulders. Um, and, you know, with, with what he's done in the EFL, Championship League 1, League 2, he'll have the respect to the players around him. And like Harry said earlier, he's, he's, he knows the gaffer better than any of the other players, which, which is important because the, the relationship between the manager and his captain is, is a really valuable one. Um, because, you know, Williams might be able to gain insight out of if any particular player has an issue that they don't want to go straight to Neil about. It's sort of a... He can act as a middleman, so it's important that the captain and the manager have that relationship. So, yeah, it, it's not the route I'd have done, but I'm also not disappointed. I've got no problem with it, and it was what I expected. Yeah, um, yeah, Luke, um, we're, we're in a different situation this season, though, aren't we, where we've got experienced players in and around the group, where, obviously, we've got Sean in there, that's been there, done it, got the T-shirt. We've got, obviously, Scott Malone that's come in there, Scott come in there, done it. Glenn Morris, done it. Um, Tim Deang's very experienced. Johnny Williams is very... You can go all the way through that squad and they are just so experienced and either captain their side, captain other sides before or captain Dust. Um, 
I, I can very much, uh, we can probably be very much assured that there's so many leaders on that pitch this season, isn't there? Yeah, and I think it's obviously night and day from what from what we had uh, last year, when we didn't really have any leaders on the pitch, especially on the in the first half of the season. Um, like I said, I think we're we're very lucky this year, as you mentioned. You've got um, the likes of Scott Malone, Williams, Johnny Williams, um, as you said, Tim Deang. You can go through the whole spine of the team and say how experienced they are, and um, they, they've been there, done it. Um, but I think I think Sean as a captain. He's obviously not the most vocal person on the pitch. Obviously, he's we don't see behind the scenes, but he must do a tremendous job on that end because, like I say, he isn't the most vocal person on the pitch. But um, I wasn't surprised that he was he was named captain. I, I kind of I agree with Reese that I was hoping that we'd go in a slightly different direction. Maybe even at Mar- if Masterson was named vice captain, but I don't really think it matters who's captain this year because, as you just alluded to, we've got so many different leaders on the pitch. Um, that they can take that up in their their own right, and obviously, like if you looked at Scott Malone against Charlton, he, his leadership skills are, are second to none. So, um, yeah, I'm not I'm not really worried who was captain this year. I was been happy with um, anyone that we've just mentioned, but I think yeah, um, Sean was the obvious choice for Neil with that continuity from from last year. Okay then, right. Okay, let's get to the um, the situation that everyone's talking about at the moment, and we might as well talk about it because. Yeah, that's what we do. Um, it's it's obviously been well documented this afternoon, certainly in in um, in Neil Harris's press conference that he said that Macaulay Bond um, is is training with them, is training with a team. Um, Harris's words were was that it's the same situation as Scott Malone. Macaulay is coming for a few days for us to look at him and for uh, for him to look at us. As always, I'm open minded to things. He's a nice lad. He wanted to come in and work with me for a bit. We'll see what happens, basically. Owen, how do you feel about the situation? Um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one because the obviously Leaks came out on Monday with the photo of him on the open train session in broad daylight. And um, it's one of those where you see that sort of photo and you instantly think he was there to sign a deal. He was to do a medical list, that and the other. And obviously it's not turned out that way, at least not yet anyway. Um you know, ever since that picture came out, you've had loads of people saying they know this, they know that, he wants this amount, he wants that amount, it's stalling because of this, it's stalling because of that. And basically what Harris has come out and said is there's not even an offer on the, on the table at the minute. So, you know, be careful what you read, I suppose, is the is the lesson to take from that, that not everything you see on Twitter is true. And it is just the case that he's training with us at the minute. And the only issue I have with it right now is that when we had it with Malone, the situation was different because obviously we had pre-season games for him to get used to playing in the group. He got used to playing with them in proper games, well, not proper games, but friendlies, you know what I mean, to see what the team's like around him, where where he can fit in. Obviously, he got used to being with the boys for a longer, prolonged period. He came out Twitter with us, so he was engaged in what we were as a club and what we were doing. But with Macaulay, obviously, all he can do is train because we've got no pre-season games there. We're straight into the thick of it now. And at that point, I'm sort of, I'd be less reluctant to take players training or take them on trial because I think at this point you want to be working with the team that you know are going to be there for the, for the rest of the season, day in, day out. You want to work on patterns, work on formations and things like that with the people you know who are going to be part of implementing them. Whereas if you just have someone there who trains for a few days, maybe a week, but then decides actually I've got an offer from somewhere else, so I'm going to go now. It just seems like a bit of a waste of everyone's time, so to speak. So I think it's... One of them, why I'd probably have looked at him and said, 
we're interested, but by the, by the sounds of it, it sounds like he came to us rather than the other way around. But say hypothetically, we're, we were interested. He came in and said, can I train with you? We'd say, well, I'm not sure we want to make you an offer, so I'm going to say no. Or actually, that's quite an interesting opportunity that came out because, you know, in a transfer market, these things sort of come out of nowhere sometimes, opportunistic times to bring players in. So maybe you'd look at it and think, well, you're a player who scored goals at levels and this level above. So what we'll do is we'll say, we'll bring you in, we'll offer you this much money, but that's as far as we're going to go. And if he says, no, I want more, then say, okay, never mind then, because we've got to stay focused on the team we've got here. But we don't really want to have someone training with us who's probably not going to settle down and join. And, you know, the fact is that he's been a, a free agent for the whole summer now. So, you know, whether that's because he's pricing himself out of moves to other places and he wants more money than he's worth, and we don't know. But I think if it's going to be one of those where, with a situation where we might have to be negotiating for a long time to get the wage down, it's probably not worth it just because it's just a lot of time taken up on potential other targets when, you know, you're, you're dealing with someone who might be taking you for a ride, so to speak. So I'm not particularly fond of the whole coming to train without any real, not promise, but seemingly openness to wanting to join, if, if that makes sense. I'd much rather we just stick with the team we've got and then if he wanted to join without the training stuff beforehand and fine but if not then it's not really for me I don't think Reese, how do you feel about the situation with McCauley um, I take Owen's point about obviously the, the lack of friendlies and, and so on now not, not being ideal but I think the fact that we've I mean, it's quite well known that we have missed out on, on forward targets so far this summer I think means that we have to be a little bit more open minded in the way we go about it Um and, you know, from what I can gather, he's, he's not played a lot of football in the last six to 12 months. Um, and he's not, given the fact he's played quite a lot of games in, in the Championship and at the top end of League One, I don't imagine he's going to come cheap on a wage. Um, so I could also see the sense in, instead of Harris just diving straight in and going, yeah, I want you, even though sort of you scored 12 goals in the last year or so. Uh, two goals, sorry, not 12. Um I can see the logic in him just, just getting him in, even if it is just to train, um, so that he can see just the way he operates, the way the way he is around the group. Does he does he get on with the players? Does he look like he can fit in? Um, does he have the attitude that Harris wants from a Gillingham player? Um, because, you know, it's well documented that he's got ability because he's, he's proven that. He's scored goals in the Championship before. He's scored goals in League One and League Two before. Um, he's at a good age. Um, he's 27, so he's 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 not he shouldn't be at the end of the road. He's at a decent age, but also he probably feels like he may have a point to prove after a quiet year or two. Um, so I've I've got no real problem with with what's going on. Um, like Owen says, the fact he's come to us rather than the other way around is a good sign. Um, and to be honest, that from what I got of, out of listening to Harris's press conferences, I I think this one will happen. To be honest, it probably won't be in time for this weekend, but. I think in sort of the next week to 10 days, I'd, I'd be surprised if this one doesn't happen. Luke? How do you feel? Yeah, I, I, I agree with both Reese and, and, and Owen. I think the thing for me is, and I think where Reese has just touched on it, is that we've missed out on, well, we see on Twitter and, and in the media and obviously from the fans forum that we've been in for a number of strikers this summer, obviously Akinyemi, Alfie May, 
Um, and obviously now, well, obviously, and we believe we made a bid for Yumera, but obviously we don't know that um, for 100%. My only issue is, I think, on the forward line to get this goal scorer that we need, I think the transfer policy has been slightly cautious. Um, and I think, obviously, I think where you look at, you know, Wrexham with Mullin, they obviously bit, you know, Bit, bit the bullet and and got him in fair play. He'd already scored a tons ton of goals. Um, you've now got Notts County with um, McGoldrick and Longstaff again bite the bullet to to get one of these types of players in. I feel like Sean Malone's a, a marquee signing. I get I, I, sorry Scott Malone's a, a, a marquee marquee signing. Absolute brilliant coup. But I feel like we've been. This is the missing part of the jigsaw, and yet we still haven't signed a winger that we've been missing out from all summer. And I'm slightly disappointed that we haven't got this type of player in before Saturday. Um, whether obviously I'm not in the recruitment team, so I wouldn't, you know, never let, managed or been part of a football club that size. But for me, I think we've just been slightly a little bit too cautious, and I think sometimes if you don't buy a ticket, you ain't going to win the lottery. And I think we. There needs to be some sort of risk in that forward line because I say we still ain't, we still haven't got a, we still haven't brought in, brought in a winger, and obviously you've got um, Madison who's, who's got a bit of pace about him, but he, he's still not a prolific goal scorer. And even Ollie Hawkins and, and Tom Nichols probably get you ten fifteen goals. So I might be completely wrong. I might be right, but I feel like we just we need to take one a little bit of risk in that in that front end because um, it might pay off. Akinyemi might go into you know obviously. A, we got price out. As as Hess said, we was, or they said we was difficult to deal with. He, they was a little bit more expensive than what we got. But then again, if he goes down in, in into the national international league this season and bangs in twenty five thirty goals, then who's more fools us or them? So it's a it's a hard one. But I feel like we just need to pull pull, pull the trigger. Um, hopefully sooner rather than later. Yeah, Matt is. Is Macaulay Bond the answer? Who knows? Uh, he could be. That you know, Alfie May could have been the answer. We didn't get him. Joe Pickett could have been the answer. We didn't get him. Who who knows? But I I'm still of the in the mindset that yeah, we need a twenty goal a season striker. And for me, I just want you know, I just want them to go out and, and get that player. You know, that player we've we needed it all season, uh, so all summer we know we've needed it. Um, we yes, we've been linked, but it, it for me that is the difference between getting uh, going up by automatic promotion and going up via the playoffs or just missing out. You need that twenty goal a season striker, and I I, I don't know whether McCauley is going to be it. I, I I can't see into the future. He could be a great buy for us, and if Neil thinks he is, then Neil's got to say to Brad and to Kenny and to Hess, "Get it done. Whatever you do, get it done." Because I need him. We need the. You know, it's it's going to be key for us. I think to get out of this league this season. I think we need to score goals. I think it's going to be a really competitive league. Um, I think there's going to be. You know, yes, there's going to be some tight games, but I think you know we're going to need to. to uh, you know, uh, it's obvious. Score one more than than uh, obviously the the team we're up against each week. And at the moment, I I I haven't got a hundred percent full confidence in our forward line that we're going to be able to go out and do that each week, week in, week out. 
McCauley say could be the key, but whoever it is, we need them in as soon as possible. Sorry, one more point. Let's have it right. Like we had the money to sign Alfie May, and if you know the, the money is there, but I think like obviously he yes he's a proven goal scorer. I just as I just said, I, I think the money's there, but I think we're just being overly cautious on who we bring in in that striking department. I think with a May situation, I think to be honest, and like they said it at the forum, that I think. I think there are times where, like the Joe Pickett situation, like the Alfie May situation, where they probably just want to stay at League One. And I think Piggott probably just wanted to stay at League One, hence why he started signing with Leighton Orient. Alfie May, I think he probably just wanted to stay at League One and Charlton matched it. And I think that's probably why. And I think, I think, I don't know, my opinion with our recruitment is that it's been excellent this summer. Do I think that we're with a forward and a winger? Are we long shot in it? And are we going? Are we trying to go for a a forward that and wingers that loads of clubs are battling for, and we're missing out because we're a League Two side, and that is why? I don't know. I, I we're we're not in the room. Um. It's an interesting question, though. Owen, I, I, mean, I, I suppose I'll put it to you uh, about our recruitment, is that when it comes to this forward line, are we almost looking far t- too far ahead in terms of the quality of player we're trying to bring in? Because that quality of player necessarily doesn't really want to play in League 2. I mean, you can look at it both ways I think you could look at it as in well players obviously want to play staying at the highest level or whatever else but I mean, you see things like James Norwood going to Oldham today Nick Powell going to uh, Stockport even Scott Malone coming here so you know Scott was arguably being uh, an argument against that I suppose but I don't I don't I think it's good that we're looking at the right targets in terms of players who are you'd be confident would come here and make that difference. But then at the end of the day, you can't force them to come here. It's, if they want ambitions to play in the league above or wherever they were before, that's, you know, fine. I can't do much about that. Um, it's interesting with the May thing that like, I don't really want to dwell on it anymore because it basically gave me an aneurysm all summer. But it was interesting that we didn't seem to actually make a proper offer that was close to Charlton's one by the end of it or so it was reported anyway I suppose we'll never really know the ins and outs properly but even so it was nice that we were going for that sort of calibre I think Macaulay Bond would be a good option to have if if it does indeed work out because I think he's a he's a name who would do well in League 2 he's not had the best of times in, in League 1 in recent years but I think in this division he'd be one of the better forward players but then also you need to look at the possibilities of like the ones you're not talking about Like I haven't had one person mention I see uh, Ned Naderson in, in terms of being someone who might be able to get the goals. I looked at his record at Cawley, which I thought wasn't pretty respectable considering how bad they are. And, you know, Nichols wasn't scoring hatfuls for Cawley before he came here. But then suddenly when you put him around better players of better quality around him, he was vital for us in the last six months. And he scored quite a few goals, could have scored more as well. He's played with Naderson before as well. So they've got that link up. And I think most of their Cawley goals came when they were playing together, especially before January as well. So I think there is, an argument to be made that although everyone's craving a 20-goal striker, and obviously it would be nice that we might have opportunities to find goals with players who go a bit under the radar. And I think Madison could be that. Obviously, I'm not going to come out and say he's going to be the answer and he's going to score us 20 goals because I don't know that. But I think it's it's not worth disregarding as, as an, 
an option or something to talk about that, you know, given his things with Nichols, given the goals he scored at Crawley in a terrible side, that he can become the sort of player Nichols has become and get those goal scoring records further up in the charts due to that he's going to be playing with better players around him. And I think that's what you've got to take into account. He might not have the best goal record at Crawley, but then you know, look at the services getting, look at the players around him. It's, you know, it's really, really poor for this level. And, you know, you throw it in now with, you know, Johnny Williams, Scott Malone putting in deliveries on the left-hand side, Max Clark as well. We've got Hawkins, got Nichols, who he's played with before. And he got the Lapsleys, the Jeffries, etc. It's, you know, it's night and day from what he would have had at Corley's. And I think there's definitely a chance that well, when he goes to play with better players as he's going to now, that his game naturally improves and he'll start getting more and more goals, much like Nichols is when he first arrived. So, you know, as much as we want the 20-goal strike, I'm not looking past Ashley Nadderson as potentially being someone who comes out of nowhere with no fanfare and starts delivering for us. What, what, one thing I, I want to quickly say as well, is, I mean, yes, like having a 20-goal 20, 20 season uh, a season striker is going to be great, but if you actually look at over pre-season, one thing that I, I did want to bring up earlier was we scored 12 goals, we've had 11 different goal scorers. So I know there are goals within our team, but I, I said, I think for me, just to take us from, you know, sort of playoffs to automatics, I, I just feel we need that extra bit up top. Reese, how do you feel about the recruitment as a whole? I've, I'm happy with the recruitment, to be honest, mate. Um, is it frustrating that we've not got sort of uh, a forward in yet that people would naturally look at by name and associate with goals? Yes. Um, as Owen's touched on, have we perhaps been victim of setting our sights a little bit too high in terms of our targets potentially um, but that also reassures me that whilst people will say that because we've not got this forward in the recruitment team are doing a bad job it also says to me that they're looking at the right kind of player um, and and they know a good player when they see one um, do I sit with the popular opinion that we need a 20 goal striker no I don't I don't agree um, do we need more up top yes does it have to be someone that's going to score 20 goals? For me, no. Um, if you look at the division last season, only one of the top seven scored 70 goals. Um, the other six weren't massively heavy scorers at all. Um, you know, if you look at Orient and, and Steve and Iggy, both went up automatically. Um, I don't think they had a striker getting to double figures. Um, so Matt's made a good point about the amount of different scorers we've had in pre-season. It is important at this level, I think, that you, that you have goals from more than one source in your team. Um, and I've, I've said to a few different people that I think if we can, if we can get a forward in that will score 12, 13, 14, we'll be there or thereabouts for the top three. And for me, Bond ticks that box. Um, it's just a case of whether we can get him over the line. Um, but I'm also quite calm on the situation still because, yes, the season starts this week. And in an ideal world, you want all of your players in before the season starts. The window still goes on to the end of September. Um, and there'll be more instances of players like Bond, who are free agents, who now the season's starting, still don't have clubs. and They might have to adjust their expectations of where they want to go. Um, and as the window goes on, there will also be other clubs that sign more strikers, in which case they may have some that they're more willing to let leave, which opens up more doors. And then there's also the loan market. So there's no doubt in my mind we will get the forward in. But I also understand the frustration of that the season starts Saturday and it's not here yet. Do I still think we can put a, a team of 11 out Saturday that can go and get a result at Stockport? Absolutely. 
Um, so, so I am calm in the situation, but I do agree with what Luke said earlier about a winger um, because, to be honest, even more so than a forward, I'm still a little bit nervous that I'm not entirely sure our squad's got enough creativity in it at the moment. Um, so I think that that extra spark of a wide player, someone with a bit of pace out wide, um, is really important as well over the next few weeks. OK, um, yeah, let's move on to Saturday then. It's the big one. The season opener. Jill's travel to to, uh, to Wesley Park to take on Stockport County. Um, it's been well documented that they are favourites, that they are favourites to, to win the whole thing this season. Um, yeah, Neil Harris said himself that they're his favourites to win the league. Um, yeah, the, they've added, obviously, Nick Powell, um, Louis Barry, Abu Toure, um, Billy Chadwick, but I think he's gone out on loan. Um, they've lost Chris Hussey to, to Walsall, but um, I, w- I was I was listening to a, to to their main podcast um, earlier today, actually, and um, yeah, they they obviously feel very quietly confident that that Louis Barry's um, adds adds to their forward line. Nick Powell, they 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 um they yeah they they documented it very much like Nick Powell of of, of the same to Jolly Willi- Johnny Williams basically that if they can keep him fit. Um, they've got one one hell of a um, player on their hands, and then the boot to to Ore, um, they obviously nick him on up, nick him off a a, a derby rival and a and yeah, I guess a, a playoff rival from last season. Um, so Salford fans are not exactly happy about that one, um, but but yeah, I guess I guess we'll start with you, Luke. Um, yeah, how I suppose how how do you feel going into into Saturday? I think, obviously, it's going to be a massive, massive test. And I think uh, I'm quite glad we're playing them away first game of the season because I don't, don't think I'd want to play them at that best going into February and March next year when they've got massive momentum. And I expect I do expect them to... They're, they're my favourites to, to go up as well, to be honest. Obviously, went close last year. Um, but, yeah, it's... If you just look how they played last year, and obviously where we had pretty much had eleven men behind the ball at all times um, against them, it's um, quite nerve wracking. But I think, like I say, good to play them first. I think it gives us an opportunity to to get out of the traps early. I, I, I think we'll, I think I think we we'll still play five at the back, three centre halves, two wing backs. Um, but I think we'll, it'll be a completely different game to what we saw. Um, last season and I think it's a challenge that uh, kind of set the mantle earlier where we're at and and it'll be like I say a, re- a really good challenge but yeah I'm very very happy it's the first game of the season and, and like I say not when they've built up some momentum because they'll be top three in my opinion Yeah Matt how are you feeling about it? Well, I've, I've got to say, I'm very similar to Luke, but I actually think this is a, a, a game between the top, t- the final top two of the uh, the, the season. Oh. I think uh, it. I actually think it's between uh, us two for for the title. So to be the first game of the season, it's really going to be good to set down a marker. Um, look, I'm. I think for me, the key thing is we go there and uh, you know we put on a good performance uh, and we don't lose. That's for me, sort of key thing. First game of the season, 
let's get at least a point on the board. Three would be great. Um, I know if, if I'm not mistaken, they they had uh, Stockport had a really terrible start to the season last year, didn't they? So uh, let's hope they have a really bad start to the season uh, this year, and we can go there, get three points, and uh, you know, as, as maybe smash three goals past them. Maybe a Tom Tom Nichols hat trick of headers. <laughs> yeah, Owen will be darted about that. But you do make a good point about Stockport um, starting slow, and that's what killed them to 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 not make the top three in the end. Starting slow last season. Um, at the start of last season, um, yeah, Owen. I guess with it's going to be a it's going to be a full crowd, full ten thousand. There, I think I think they're near on a sellout. Um, I think it's important that Jules do make that home crowd as restless as possible quickly early on, isn't it? Yeah, um, it's not that helpful to me. Now I think the bookers are caught on because Nichols is down to twenty to one this week instead of the usual eighties, which is a shame. But we'll still get on it because tradition, isn't it? Um, but. Yeah, I think it's. I think Matt's right in what he says. In that, as long as we don't lose, for me, that's a good result. Um, I'm not sure I'll go ahead and agree with him on his. This is a game between the top two because I don't want really to want to say something that might come back and bark me on the arse in nine months. But I think it, it is a good time to play Stockport. I think I'd much rather go to Edgeley Park on the first week of the season than go there in you know the last four or five games when points are at a premium. I think it's going to be a good test to see where we're at and the same with them really because they won't be looking at us and think this is an easy three points to start the season they, I'm sure as much as we would like to an easier game in the first game of the season they would have much preferred a more easier game themselves because we're certainly no pushover and uh, it'll be interesting to see how we how we go up against it really because I don't really want us to go there and put everyone behind the ball and just sort of hope for a, a point like we did last time I think I'm expecting us to be a lot more brave and possession I'm expecting us to put it on them a bit. I think if we sit back all game and just hope for to not quite a point out, although we did it last time, I don't think it would be a performance I'd really like to see. I want to see us have a go. I want to see us go for it because at the end of the day, as much as you know, no one will like me saying this, it is the first game of the season. If we do lose, it's not the end of the world. Although obviously I thoroughly hope we don't. But the point is, I think we can afford at this stage to, to go there and put it on them and sit, show them what we're made of and show what we're capable of throughout from what we've done through pre-season and give it a real go and I don't see any reason why we can't go there and, and get get three points I think then the pressure's going to be on them in front of a big home crowd on the back of you know very very nearly getting into League One last year and the expectations are going to be higher again for them and whereas for us it's it's an opportunity to go to a team who are going to be pushing at the top of the table and put down a marker for the remainder of the season I'm confident we can do that but I will stress that if it doesn't go the way that we hope and think it might that it's not the end of the world at the same time, but yeah, I do, I do, I do feel slightly confident that we can go there and get a good result. Reese, how are you feeling about it? Yeah, I, I agree with Owen that it's important to remember that there there are forty six games this season, um, and it is only number one. Um, so if if we go up to Stockport and and we win two or three nil on Saturday, it doesn't mean we can get the champagne on ice and book the open top bus parade. And in the same way, if we get beat, it doesn't mean that we're not going to be promoted. You know, Harris touched on it in his, in his press conference and he's spot on that opening days of the season can, can often be quite random where teams are still trying to find their feet, get new players bedded in. You know, the example that comes to my mind is, is the season after we won the League Two playoffs at Wembley, we beat Swindon 5-0 on the first game of the season, ended up getting relegated. If I remember rightly, in the same division that same season, Norwich lost 7-0 at home to Colchester on the first game of the season and ended up winning the title. So, you know, yeah, the, way, yeah. the, way, the, the way situations look on game one is completely different to game 46. 
Um, but I, I do think we should be quite well placed for a good start to the season, just on the basis of continuity. Um, you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll come on to it in a bit, but the 11 that I would pick to start Saturday's game only actually has two new players in it from last season. I don't think that should be underestimated, the fact of we are in a good position that where we did a lot of our business for this summer in January, the players have already been here for a period. We've only added four or five. Um, and they're not all going to play at the same time. Whereas a lot of other teams may be trying to get five, six new players into their starting eleven. We've not got that problem. Um, so hopefully that may give us a little bit of an edge. Um, and I agree with Luke completely. For me, you want to play one of the best teams in the first game of the season. Um, because, yeah, they're not going to be at their sharpest. The same as we're not. But like I say, with that continuity from last season, it may just give us a little bit of an edge. Good research you're speaking still. Um, yeah. Give us your team then. Um, this isn't necessarily what I would do week in, week out. Um, but given the options we've got available, we've obviously the, the, the lack of strikers at the moment, obviously given, not that we haven't got them, but obviously Walker and Hawkins are injured. Um, so I wouldn't start both Nadison and Nichols because you're then left with nothing on the bench forward-wise. Um, so I would play... Um, Four across the back. Uh, we'll start Turner. I think Turner will play in goal, given the fact that Morris has had a bit of an injury this week anyway. Um, I'd go from right to left across the back. Alexander, Aimer, Masterson and Max Clark. And then a flat four across the middle of Jeffries, Dieng, Sean Williams and Scott Malone. And then I would play George Lapsley just off Tom Nichols. Um, and it's going to be interesting this season to see what happens with Lapsley and obviously Johnny Williams. Um, whether we can at times get them both into the same team. But and I, I know Luke will disagree with me on this because I don't think he's a big fan of Lapsley. But I've said to a couple of other people that uh, we have to find a way of getting George Lapsley into this team in his best position because he is a serious goal threat if we play him properly. Um, uh, and I think just off Nichols, while we're short on options up front, could be the route for us to take. Okay, yeah. Let's see. If, let's see if Luke doesn't disagree. Then Luke, give me a team. <sighs> I have I haven't done my team yet, and it would ruin my Luke's eleven for the German Jill. So I haven't <laughs> even put too much thought into it yet. Um, I don't. One thing I will say is I don't think. I think this is Lapsley's make or break season, especially not for for Gillingham because I don't think he set the world alight last year. He's been all right in pre season, but I, I don't know. I I um. We'll have to wait and see when I do it, but yeah, I haven't made my uh, I haven't made my final decision as of yet. I've I've got a couple of formations in mind, but yeah, you have to wait and see. Okay, Owen, what are you going to go with team wise Saturday? Uh, I haven't watched Harris's press conference yet, so it's going to be dependent. Some of these might not play, depending on what he may or may not have said about the injuries. But um, I'd go Turner and goal, Alexander Masterson if fit, uh, Aimer. Clark, then Williams, Dieng. Um, I don't even know what formation I'm playing. Hold on. Um, Jeffries on the right, Lapsley in the middle, Malone on the left, and then Nichols up top. I think that's 11. It is 11. You are right. So it's so bit of a 4 2 3 1 then. Is that what you're saying? Uh, that's how it's worked out, I think, the way I've said it. Yeah. Yes. We'll, we'll yes. go with that. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then, all right, Matt. Not last but not least, what, what what team would you go with on Saturday? 
I mean, I, I'll be honest. I, I would have gone with the, actually the same team as Owen. Um, okay. uh, yeah, uh, I, th- I think p- uh, p- play Nichols up top on his own and and have a uh, couple uh, obviously sat behind him. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right then. Um, uh, yeah. All right. Um, Luke. All right. Um, we know the season's back because the um, the score predictions are back. The score predictions are back. What are you going to go with then? Saturday afternoon. I think we might find that Stockport are a little bit too strong, so I'm going to go for a 2-1 defeat. Okay, 2-1 defeat to start the season. Reese, what are you going to go with? Score prediction. 1-0 for me. 1-0. A goal scorer? Chucked in there? Uh, George Lapsley. George Lapsley. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Okay, Owen, what are you going to go with? Well, I'm getting on a train at eight in the morning to go and see Stockport County nil, Gillingham nil. Oh, nil nil. Okay. I think I think we'll find issues with not having enough depth in the forward line, but I'm also quite confident in our defence and the fact that we can change different shapes. We have different players to bring in that we won't go overrun. And I think I'd back us to get a clean sheet. I'm just not so convinced going the other way. Do you think we also need to be mindful of Owen that we have also got Southampton in the cup on Tuesday? We've then also then got, in my mind, three very, very winnable games in Accrington, Sutton and Crawley. Well, I mean, everyone everyone has those games and we have those games. Southampton one doesn't really matter, in fairness. It's not, you know, not expected to win it. We'll have a go if we lose, oh well. And then, you know, Sutton, I'd like to think we can go there and win. Crawley, we could put out our under-12s and probably get a result, so I think we'll be fine. That'll come to, bat you, that'll come to bite you in the arse. That won't. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very confident that won't happen. Of all the things I've ever said, I'm not. I'm not deleting deleting this recording. And if it does, um, yeah, Matt, score prediction. Here we go. <laughs> Eighteen nil. To, yeah. No, okay. um, <laughs> no um, I, I, um, I'm actually really confident. I actually think uh, we're going to win two nil. Two nil. Two nil. I'm going to go with a Tom Nichols goal, and uh, do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with a Johnny Williams goal. Okay, okay. So the uh, the EFL season is back. It's back for another one. The Jills take on Stockport County on Saturday afternoon. As Neil Harris's men go into another season, it's going to be a season of. I'm sure happiness, disappointment, sadness, anger, frustration. But more important than anything, we go in with a lot of hope. A lot of hope that this squad can deliver what we all expect this season. I suppose, what do we expect? I think everyone has a difference of opinion what we expect this season. But I'm sure, um, yeah, the team are going to go out there and give absolutely everything on Saturday afternoon and for the 45 games after that. Um it's a season to be excited for. I'm excited. I'm sure everyone else is. Um, a massive thank you to, yeah, everyone over the summer and and going into the season. Um, as always, a massive thank you to our our uh, yeah our charity partners, the the Red Red Eagle Foundation for 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 partnering partners up this season, and a massive thank you to uh, Daniel Construction who have uh, who are going to be sponsoring us throughout the season. Um, Laura at Daniel Construction is going to be um, yeah, sponsoring us and also the Look Back Live shows. You'll see 
Her logo and Hannah business read out on the live show. So our first live show will be at the end of August to review the the, the review the month of August, and hopefully we're reviewing mostly wins. Um, yeah, as always, um, yeah, up the jills, and uh, yeah, the football season is back. Good night.